Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Midweek Pastors Podcast. I'm Pastor Chris Reyes, and our sound technician is Pastor Bob Leahy. And today we have a special treat. We have Pastor Tom Mount from Holy Trinity Church joining us. Hi, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. I've been wanting uh, Tom to come in and have some deeper discussions, theological discussions about the fear of the Lord. But before we do that, I just want Tom, can you just take a few minutes to tell us how Holy Trinity started and what's its vision? Yeah, so we started uh, one week into the COVID pandemic, uh, mm. March of 2020. Um, totally unplanned by us, at least. <laughs> so for the first eight to nine months, we met online and uh, had our first service uh, together uh, in October of 2020. Mm. And it was delightful to finally be together. Yeah. Uh, and been meeting ever since. Yeah. And we're just, uh, we're a small uh, family of believers that are seeking to uh, faithfully live out um, uh, this discipleship to Jesus, this mm-hmm. apprenticeship to Jesus, yeah. uh, rooted in the 2,000-year-old Christian tradition. Uh, we have that kind of liturgical flavor, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, but also um, very much Mm Spirit-directed and uh, rooted in Scripture. And so when you were online immediately and did a a Zoom live conversation, that's how you started the church. And again, not, (laughs) not not by your own choice, but because of the pandemic. And when you then started meeting live, so what was that length of time? How, how long was that that you were just doing yeah. online? Uh, j- between eight and nine months. Nine months. Yeah. But God was gracious, and you were still able to maintain and build momentum. Yeah. I, it was the oddest thing. You know, I look back on those days and I think, uh, who in the world <laughs> would want to subject themselves to that for an hour, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ch- because church, by its very nature, is very relational. Yeah. And, uh, you know, online stuff, by its very nature, is mm-hmm. digital. It's non-relational. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, but God somehow worked in there and we continued to get more people that That's considered so themselves a part of it. Yeah. And where is your church? Where are you at meeting now? Uh, Fifth and Arbutus. Fifth and, and Arbutus. That's definitely a God story. Yes. And that, that church has been there, that building. Yes, that, is that church there. is, that building has been there since the 1950s, uh, right after World War II. Mm. Uh, in fact, it, it was uh, two of the structures that were out at the old Army uh, Air Force Center, uh, mm. out by the present-day Air For- Airport. And a guy in the church went out there with a chainsaw, literally, <laughs> and uh, started working on these buildings. They transported them to Fifth and Arbutus. And, wow. And then built around them. <laughs> yeah. Great story. Yeah. Well, if you're listening in today, go by and take a look at that building and mm-hmm. even 
of course, we're not threatened here at Life Church. People coming to visit you guys on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom and I have been friends now for almost thirty years. We've met together as accountability uh, partners, along with Pastor Gaylord Enns and uh, Pastor Gil Wesley. And one of the things that we, Tom and I specifically, you and I, have discussed the idea of holiness and the sacred. But I want to continue this conversation on the fear of the Lord. And from your understanding, Tom, what is, why is the fear of the Lord attached to or associated with the beginning of wisdom or the beginning of knowledge mm. or, or understanding? Yeah, great question. And of course, that takes us back to the text, to Proverbs, right? So yeah. uh, Proverbs 9.10 is the kind of locus classicus, the mm-hmm. uh, key text. Uh, Yirah Yahweh, the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom, this kind mm-hmm. of applied knowledge, uh, this prudent way of living. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very heart of that is this Yirah Yahweh, this mm-hmm. fear of the Lord, this posture toward mm-hmm. the covenant God of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you know, uh, much of Proverbs run in parallelism. So the next part of the verse parallels that thought. And the knowledge of the Holy One mm-hmm. is insight. Uh, the knowledge is da'at, it's uh, experience. The experience of whom? The Kadosh, the Holy One. In right. fact, it just says holy, the holy, the holy one. referring to Yahweh. Mm. And what does holy mean? What means separate? It means mm-hmm. that he is far removed from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the heart of insight, a life of insight, is this understanding that God belongs in what philosophers call his own ontological domain. Right. There is only one God. <laughs> right. And in fact, you could break everything in the universe into two categories. There is God. Right. And there is not God. <laughs> There's God and there is everything else from caterpillars to bulldozers <laughs> to flowers, you know, to archangels. Right. Um, God is unique. He is separate. And understanding that is the heart of all knowledge mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. wisdom and insight. Mm-hmm. How, how did then the, the leaders, teachers, prophets of Israel how did they help the people to incorporate that idea into their lives? Was it through their observances, their traditions, their, uh, their prayers? What is it that helped them maintain that reality that we just talked about? Yes. Well, uh, of course, that was a big part of the Mosaic Covenant, wasn't mm-hmm. it? The, the Levitical legislation, those 613 mitzvot, or Commands. Commands, yeah. Uh, All were designed to teach the people that this God who has chosen to live among you Mm. is to be treated with utmost respect and Mm. honor Mm -hmm. and reverence and holy fear. And so every part of their life, from what they ate, you know, there was clean and unclean. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their hygienic practices, where they could go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, days of the week. whom they would relate with, whom they could marry. Mm-hmm. The ritual purification 
that was required after childbirth or menstruation mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. I mean, all of these things were carefully crafted, even the clothes they wore, not yeah, to mix, yeah. you know, different fibers. All of it was carefully designed to teach the people that there are things that are meant to be separate. Right. And uh, as we live with this Holy One who is, again, unique in his being, mm -hmm. here is how we're to approach him. Here is how we're to worship him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what anybody who would see those observances now, today, would see God as being some type of meticulous uh, micromanager, but mm. that's not what it was at all. It wasn't a God who had OCD. Mm. It was trying to help the people in every part of their life, in fabric of their life, to maintain that awareness. Yes, absolutely. Of who God was and who, and who they were in light of that. Yes. So then fast forward, Jesus the Messiah comes. By that time, the world was obviously run by the Romans. The modern language that everybody used was Greek, and that's why the New Testament um, that we have is in the Greek text. But did it lose this, this idea, this... Um, the fear of the Lord from the Hebrew into uh, into the Greek did it lose its meaning? Did it lose its power? Are our Christians when we read this the Greek scriptures have we lost anything in that the, the word the fear of the Lord yeah the phrase the fear of the Lord yeah semantically the the Greek phobos is um, related to the you know, Old Testament Hebrew concept of Yerah. Mm -hmm. um, they, they both mean to tremble, to, mm -hmm. to fear, to hold in awe. Um, and they have a range of meanings, both of them. But mm -hmm. again, they're pretty coextensive uh, uh, co in terms of their meaning. Right. Um, I think what we get in the New Testament, though, is more nuance, where um, the fear of the Lord in the Old Testament was part of uh, an entire cultus, right? A, a, way, a sacrificial way of coming to God mm -hmm. uh, based on the atonement done through the priests. We come to the New Testament, and we have Christ as the fulfillment mm -hmm. of all mm -hmm. of those Old Testament types. Um, so we're not... We're no longer having to fear the Lord in our dietary requirements by mm -hmm. not eating ham sandwiches, for right, example. Right, yeah. <laughs> right? We, we have the freedom to do that, and we still fear the Lord, but it's, it looks different in Christian practice than it did in traditional Jewish practice. But right. the fear is the same. It's still this very healthy, very holy sense that he is other, yeah, and he is big, and he is wondrous, and he is beyond us, mm -hmm. and we are our posture toward him needs to reflect those sensibilities. Right. Well, one of the things that I've noticed is that the the modern or the human worldview um, has kind of diluted the fear of the Lord, even in Christian communities, even yeah. in the evangelical Protestant community. I know, I know that in mainline churches or Orthodox churches, Catholicism or even uh, Greek Orthodox, or with my experience with my wife Natasha, the Russian Orthodox, 
the, I've seen that. I don't know if you have. It's, 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 there's something that's lost because we've kind of superimposed a human understanding mm. of that and in some ways diluted it. Yeah, absolutely. How does that, I mean, where, where, do you think, where do you think that happens and how do we recapture it? What could we do to, because uh, I kind of envy the Old Testament Hebrew mm. and their understanding of this. And of course, the writer of Proverbs is driving that home. We have the book of Proverbs as modern day Christians, but we also have our modern day human understanding of things. That, like I said, it dilutes it. How do we mm-hmm. recapture it? What, 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 what can we do? I think understanding our particular chapter in human history is a big part of it. And, you know, as 21st century Americans, uh, we stand in an intellectual tradition that was largely shaped by the Enlightenment, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, which was a powerful intellectual movement, uh, largely in the 18th century, but really with pre-modern roots. And one of the unfortunate effects of the Enlightenment. There were many good things that happened, but one of the unfortunate effects was um, a diminution of the enchantedness of the universe. Um, We tended to begin to look at our universe in terms of cause and effect, you know, Newtonian physics, and uh, we had everything understood, and mystery was was, uh, booted out. Yeah, yeah. Where there is no mystery, there is very little awe. Mm. If we understand things completely, then there's no need to fear the unknown, right? Yeah. And uh, I think uh, m- the evangelical movement, which grew out of the modern period, was steeped in that Enlightenment rationalism. And then you add another component, evangelicalism, which is very, you know, uh, hands on, uh, evangelistic. Right. Um, we, we tend to reduce the gospel to four simple steps or yeah, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and so we're interested in getting people to cross the line. And so we often dispense with the subtleties of this mysterious relationship right. we have with this holy other God, and we reduce it to a bare minimum. And as a consequence, people aren't taught to fear God or to see Him as fundamentally mysterious, right, right, uh, but rather as our best friend, you know, our good buddy, and yeah, yeah. Of course, He is nearer to us than a brother, but He is still the High and Holy One mm-hmm. who inhabits eternity, mm-hmm. who says, "To this one I will look; to Him who is humble and contrite of spirit, who trembles at right, My word." Right. We don't know what it's like to tremble at God's word anymore. That's true. That's true. So it has to become a, a focus and an effort for us as Christians to recapture that. Yeah. Which goes back to being disciplined enough spiritually to sit in silence or in solitude and meditate and think about these things rather than this fast paced, uh, you know, text message, you know, uh, lifestyle that we live. Everything is so quick and so easy. The idea of meditating, pondering, considering that that eludes us because of the the, the pace of our our lifestyle. Yes, Blaise yeah. Pascal said that the biggest problem of man is that he can't sit in his room long enough and contemplate his situation. <laughs> if that was true in the 17th century, how much more true is that of of us today? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so entertained by 
uh, the stuff around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, without stillness, without solitude, without silence, mm-hmm. without that very intentional reflection on the Bible world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then we just get caught up in right. day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to keep talking about this, folks. This is just the first of a couple of podcasts with Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom Mount. What I would want you to take away from this podcast is to pause your life long enough to sit in your room long enough or take a walk long enough where you consider the holiness of God, the goodness of God, the mysteriousness of God, and ask the Lord if he wants you to challenge some of the habits in your life that keep you so busy at such a fast pace. So if you have any questions based upon what we've talked about today, or you would like us to cover a topic of uh, other things, other theological things, biblical things, just send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org, and we'd be more than happy to consider those and cover those. So Pastor Tom, thanks for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon about what you think about this podcast and ways that we can help. So God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.